step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I don't know how to talk like a parent. Don't make me come back there. You see what I mean? It's pretty awful. Try to get... Don't make me come back there. Now, that's pretty good. That one kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to put up with you. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the second half of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter.com slash Joy Keys, and you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And now I am on Instagram, yes, great pictures, and if you tag me in a photo, you could win a prize. As you guys know, I give away books, movie tickets, iTunes downloads, uh, restaurant gift cards, all types of things. So it's for real. You can see people have posted their gifts. It's not a fake out. Uh, so I encourage you to follow on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, or check me out on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is Saturdays with Joy Keys. Well, this morning I have a wonderful guest, uh, actress Essence Atkins. Uh, she's on a new movie on Up TV that's going to be airing on Sunday night. And I believe she's on the line with us now. A- uh, Essence, are you there? I'm here. Good morning, Joy. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking time out. I know you're probably on the West Coast. I or am. In the middle. Yes. Yeah. So it's really early no, no, for you. I'm, so a, I appreciate I'm in LA. It. Yeah, you're in LA. Okay. So it's pretty mm-hmm. early for you. So thank you <laughs> for waking up. Um, it's about 8:30, I believe, out there. And um, but this is a great movie about adoption. Uh, and what a story of a young lady. Her name is uh, Candace Myers and what she's going through. Um, for for many of the people uh, in the world have been adopted, it's a really scary idea to think of going to meet their birth parents. Some people don't want to meet their birth parents. Yeah, this is true. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a daunting idea to kind of um, have to confront uh, auspicious beginnings, and I think people who've been um, thrust into adoption, it, you know, they always have a curiosity as to why um, their birth parents um, gave them up, and so there's a lot of obviously trepidation and 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 as mixed with a, a certain amount of curiosity that um, is where kind of this story starts, but. Um, Really, in the end, it's not necessarily a story about an adopted woman who is curious about her birth parents. I mean, that's the the literal translation of the story, but it's really about, you know, what happens when you kind of reach a certain point in your life and um, you are successful as you kind of strive to be and you still feel like something's missing. 
And I think that that's, it's a broader reaching story, um, investigating one's beginnings. It's really kind of about investigating what matters and what's important to you. Yeah, I think she finds herself in more ways than one in uh, the movie mm-hmm. My Other Mother. And you have some wonderful uh, cast members with you, Lynn Whitfield, yeah. uh, Jasmine Guy, um, also mm-hmm. uh, Greg Allen Williams. Uh, Angie yes. Stone, she's uh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's the, yes, the she wife is. of the. Oh my God! I just was like, wait a second, is it Angie? Get out of here! Oh my God! So um, yeah, she was. Some she funny was moments. <laughs> She was great working. <laughs> um, so you have some a little bit of comedy. It's not all serious, and like you said, mm-hmm. the woman is at a certain age. Now you have a child. Did you think when you were younger that you were going to have children, or is it something that came up? later, like you always knew I was going to have kids, what was your story in terms of children? Uh, it's interesting. I, I think that I always thought that I would be a mother, but I didn't necessarily have a, a game plan in place. You know, I'm going to get married by this age, and I'm going to have children by this age. And um, eventually, when I found myself in my mid-30s and still single, you know, I was kind of at a point in my life where I realized, oh, wow, okay, this may not happen. Like, I may mm-hmm. not have children, you know, of my own um, because I knew that I wanted to be married. Um, and if I brought a child into the world, I wanted to be happily married. And I didn't know that I would necessarily find that in a timely fashion because um, I hadn't had much luck for, you know, um, happily ever after. Um, plenty of right. relationships. But, you know, I was kind of like, you know, again, in my mid-30s and, um, at this point where I was like, oh, wow, okay, um, there's definitely a finite period. I mean, every woman is different in terms of their biological clock and and all of that, but I was like, okay, I'm definitely dealing with a finite time period, and I'm not exactly sure what that is, and I don't know if I'm going to, A, meet, B, marry, and C, conceive in this time period. <laughs> so no, Exactly, exactly. I, I, really, I really had to make peace with, the idea that maybe it wouldn't happen in the way that I imagined it would and what that meant for me. So that was um, definitely a point of reckoning in my life is just kind of coming to a place of acceptance, recognizing what it is I wanted and how I wanted it, but also coming to a place of acceptance that it may not happen in the time period that um, I've been given. So. Well, you know, in our culture, men are rewarded for having a family and children, and a lot of times in our culture, in order to succeed, uh, that that's a great package to have. But for a woman, uh, unfortunately, in our culture, uh, due to childcare issues and and juggling household duties, if you will, uh, when a woman, uh, you know, when the woman has a child, it really affects her ability to work and climb that ladder. Uh, unless, of course, she's very wealthy and then she has a nanny or something like that. But in terms mm-hmm. of being able to spend time and juggle, uh, our culture, American culture, does not support that. You know, in other cultures, people get time off, uh, paid right. time off, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden, I know they get like almost a year. And then also the men mm-hmm. as well. We always talk about fathers. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. this issue in our culture? Um, what do you think, Essence? I mean, it, it would be a wonderful thing to for you know, I, I'm I'm happily uh, American, and uh, you know there are some amazing things about being born into the privilege of uh, the United States. But there are definitely adjustments that I would love to see 
made in this country, and that's definitely one of them, you know, more of a support for family unit um, and more of a priority as to the children of this country in terms of raising them in a healthy way as opposed to, you know, dealing with them once they become wayward. Um, You know, we put a lot of funding behind the criminal system in this country, and we don't put nearly, you know, we put a, a fraction of funding towards the education of this country. So, um, you know, it would be it would be great and, and hopefully we'll continue to support um politicians and, and lawmakers who uh this is their priority where, you know, support of the family and of a healthy nucleus is the priority because that in turn will make a healthier society. I agree. And also I think you talk in the film a lot about spirituality. You guys pray You pray with Mm -hmm. your sister, uh, the family Mm -hmm. prays. So religion is an important aspect. How has religion helped you with your career um, and and dealing with the stress of, you know, this this acting world, this this entertainment world? Um, Well, you know, spirituality is a huge part of my fundamentals, you know, and kind of nurturing my spirit and, and prayer and, and I'm a, I follow the Christian faith. So it's been, um, very, you know, crucial for me, um, not just, you know, in terms of practice, but I also think in terms of like just, uh, the career that I've had, I've been, you know, I've really been driven in my life, um, to just do good work, and I haven't necessarily carefully plotted, you know, the points along the way, and yet somehow, you know, I find myself on the precipice of almost three decades in this business. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that I set out. I don't know that I set out for that to be the case, but I think that there's definitely been some uh, an, a providence along the way for me, divine providence that's just kind of guided me. And in my 20s, I was definitely a lot more frustrated by the pace of my career. You know, I wanted to be an instant superstar, you know, but it's just much like youth, you know, we want everything we want and we want it quickly. But I I guess retrospectively, I'm, I'm grateful for more of a tortoise pace because it's had longevity and I haven't, um, as they say, you know, kind of exploded and burned out and ebbed out. So um, mm-hmm. I feel like my best my best work is ahead of me. I feel like my best um, my best uh, achievements are ahead of me. So that's kind of you know that's that's an inspiring place to be in your life. But you know, I think that I have a lot more peace because of my spirituality. I have a lot more comfort mm-hmm. because of the history that I have when I look back. You know, it's like I can see the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, you know. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, whenever I find myself in this in this place of, you know, sometimes where you get frightened or, you know, you, you become this, this, the inner critic gets very loud, you know, I am reminded over the two decades plus of work in this business that I, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Now, you got to work with Lynn Whitfield. Uh, who's been mm-hmm. in the business for quite some time? Did she give you mm-hmm. any tips or tricks um, going forward? Uh, what What did she say to you? Well, you know, this is actually my third time working with her. I worked with her mm-hmm. before on an independent movie called Act Like You Love Me. She played my mother, and then I also worked with her on Are You There? Uh, Are We There Yet? 
um, with Terry Crews. She played my mother on that as well. So this is the yeah. third time she's played my my mother. Um, and a, she was actually part of the reason that I said yes to doing this project because enjoy working with her so much, and I wanted to have a more intense experience because um, in the other projects, our time together in terms of scenes together weren't very um, intense, and I knew that they would be with this project. I adore her. She is an incredible woman, um, first and mm. foremost. Um, she is just divine and so cool and fun to spend time with. But she's amazing and an, and a master craftsman and watching her create this character, Mary Jo, and just be so detail-oriented. I mean, you know, it wasn't so much that she sat me down and we had this, this kind of... Um, you know, meeting of the minds, but just spending time in her presence, it you, you can't help but learn. You can't help but be blown away by her, her pursuit of excellence. Um, and so I learned a lot just from watching her be her. Um, and she, like I said, she's so fun. And, and, you know, there are moments definitely when working with her and working with Jasmine, guy who plays my adopted mother, you know, where I kind of felt like I wanted to pinch myself. Like I'm (laughs) across from these women who I have admired for so long and who are such incredible talents. You know, I mean, Jasmine, not just is an actress, she's a singer, she's a dancer, she's a choreographer, she's a director. She's a triple threat. Yeah. She's a quadruple threat. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, being, being in scenes and kind of, talking about, you know, what, what, how we wanted to play the scene and what we wanted to do and did, you know, just kind of talking shop with them. You know, there's definitely moments where my brain is like, wait, what? You're, these are your peers? Like somehow you're in the same <laughs> kind of stratosphere as these women? That's really kind of amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah. fan moments. I had my fan moments for sure. Um, and, okay. you know, kind of going back to my room and being like, oh, my gosh, I really was, like, doing it with these Im- amazing women. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Now, you also have a love interest. Well, he doesn't start out that way, uh, Kendrick uh, mm-hmm. Cross, um, and he mm-hmm. plays your manager. And I also mm-hmm. I like the the pace of that because a lot of women don't pay attention to what's right in front of them. The person mm-hmm. is right in front of them, and he's a friend. And I think the, I have a daughter, and I try to, to instill in her the person needs to be your friend. You know, you need to like mm-hmm. them. They need to be there mm-hmm. uh, on, on, a, on a regular, if you will, not just a booty mm-hmm. call. So I think that was really nice. Um, what, um, if you don't mind, this might be personal, in terms of your husband, you, mm-hmm. did, was he your friend? How did he court you, if you will? Um, you don't have to give away too many secrets, but, you know. <laughs> no, um, uh, well, okay, uh, the first thing I, I guess is um, some people know this, you may not. I met my husband online. Uh, I actually met my husband on Match.com. And okay. um, as I as I mentioned before, you know, I was in my mid-30s, I was single, and I recognized I did want to get married and I did want to have, you know, a family beyond that if possible, but I also kind of recognized that I needed to date differently. I had dated most of the people that I had met had been somehow connected to the entertainment industry. And I realized, I was like, you know, I don't think this paradigm works for me. I need to shift. But I didn't really know how to meet people outside of the industry or outside of connected to the industry. So I thought, well, I'll go online. I'll, you know, meet normal guys. I'm not going to go sit in a bar. So I'm going to just go (laughs) online and see. 
and see, you know, how to meet people that way. But at the same time, because, you know, I have recognizable face, I thought, okay, well, how am I going to manage that? So I didn't put a picture up. So I had this mm. profile that I wrote with no picture. So, of course, no one contacts you when you don't have a picture because they just assume you're a hunchback. So right. nobody nobody ever reached out to me with no picture. But um, what I would do is um, do these mutual match searches where they kind of cross-reference what you are interested in and what other candidates are interested in, and they uh, cross-correlate them and come up with a percentage of mm-hmm. how you quote-unquote match up. So I would scroll through these match mutual match searches, and I would look at pictures. Of course, the first thing, you know, that I would see would be the picture, and I would scroll, scroll, scroll. And actually saw my husband reached out to him, and um, we ended up getting together. And our first date, it's funny, because I remember, like, thinking, oh, he looks like his picture. He's handsome. He's attractive. Um, But I hated his shirt. Like, I remember, oh, that's (laughs) shirt at all. Oh, my God. So, you know. I say all this to say that, like, you know, a lot of times it isn't it isn't fireworks instantaneously, you know, much like the character uh, Candace Myers. You know, she had a great friend, somebody who cared about her and, and thought about her and um, wanted the best for her without any kind of romantic romantic intentions being involved. And for right. me, even though my husband and I were obviously dating and we were looking at each other from a romantic perspective, we really took our time. Um, we really kind of um, metered out and, and waited before any kind of like, you know, physical interaction was was introduced. And we didn't kiss mm. until our eighth date. Wow. Our wow. eighth date. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I really wanted him to get to know him without the complications of being swept off my feet and vice versa, yeah. you know. So I think you can have a lot of clarity when you are friends or when you are getting to know someone, just getting to know them without introducing any kind of, like, physicality because, you know, you can get consumed by, I mean, it's meant to be igniting, you know what I mean? It's meant a kiss and, and all that stuff is meant oh, to yeah. be seductive and igniting. So if you kind of take that out of the equation, then you can kind of see clearly, do I have anything in common with this person? Can we have a conversation? Are we like-minded? You know, how do we interact with each other without rushing off to the bedroom? So that was definitely a strategy that I implemented um, with him and, you know, we we were engaged a year from the day that we met and we got married seven months later and actually in six days we will be celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary. So, Oh, oh my God. So that's, that is great because I always, I, I see that a lot with um, girlfriends and the long-term relationships that I had, um, I definitely waited in terms of intimacy. I will agree. It really does mm-hmm. help you know why that person is there. They know right. why they're there. You get to know them, and I felt more secure, if you will. I mean, um, mm-hmm. they didn't end in marriage. Um, you know, I was engaged once. But it still was better than the other relationships when I was younger, and you rush into mm-hmm. that physicality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I think it can be very distracting. Mm-hmm. It can be very distracting, you know, and, it, and especially if you have a, a great, a great physical chemistry that can kind of like perpetuate the relationship that really ha- has no future. You know, you're like, oh, this is great, but like beyond when you're in bed together, you're like, I, I really don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> or he's not really I know. me. 
like so it's really it's an interesting distraction that can happen so i think you know in 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 this case and in in probably the cases that you mentioned in your own life you know it just like you said it gives you a little bit of of clarity and um you can really kind of see the person in front of you without being distracted by your libido Definitely. Well, I want to encourage the listeners to check out My Other Mother. It's Sunday, September 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific on Up TV. Great cast, Lynn Whitfield with Essence Atkins, Jasmine Guy. The script is by Karanda McKnight. She's a winner in last year's Up Faith in the Family screenplay competition at the American Black Film mm-hmm. Festival. So uh, definitely yeah. want to support this wonderful cast, a wonderful writer, a great storyline. The whole family can watch it. You can watch it with your kids. You don't have to feel awkward or there's no crazy cursing yeah, or anything. Yeah, you, you won't have to Horrible. have any crazy talks after watching the show. Like, um, right, no trauma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you watch it in one room and your child watches something in another room. Um, you know, <laughs> that that can happen even when they're older. Like, my daughter's 20, and, uh, you know, I, there's certain things I like. They're great films, but it's like, mm, I, I can't. I, shouldn't be watching this with you. Right. <laughs> it's right, just, right. Uh, a little awkward feeling, you know. Um so now mm-hmm. what um is it um what is your next project coming up? I I noticed that you are working on um some films. I don't know if I can mention them, maybe Sister Code, are you doing that or another yes. stateside? Mhm. Um yeah, I, I did two independent movies um that uh are one is about um a vet coming back from Iraq and being um very traumatized by his experience and um and we kind of deal with uh what he goes through and I, I have a, a lovely role in that and I enjoyed working on that film. And the other film, um, Sister Code, I actually just I make a cameo in the movie, but I'm playing Eva Marcel, the lovely Eva Marcel's nemesis in that movie and that was really fun to, to do and, and play off of her. She's such a, a lovely woman and, and such a sweetheart and we had we had a great time kind of going toe to toe in that film. Um and then I'm actually getting ready to go back to the series on um, on uh, BET called uh, Mr. Box Office with Bill Bellamy and Vivica Fox and John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting okay. ready to, to return to that show. So you know, I've got my plate full. I'm also going to be producing a, um, a, a web series called Black Actress this season. And it actually, I was on it last season on season one. It's a a funny web series about an actress played by Andrea Lewis who who is pursuing, she's a black actress pursuing a career in this crazy business. And it's just kind of funny anecdotes about what happens to her. She goes on auditions and lives her life. But the show, what I love about it is that it's bookended with an interview before and after with um, a black actress that you'll recognize. And so I actually participated in season one, and they've asked me to come on as a producer in season two. So I'm really excited about that. We'll be going into um, pre-production next month, and I'm going to be learning how to produce. So that should be fun for me. You know, I'm just trying to um, continue to, to be creative, to be curious, to feed my um my creativity and and to keep learning you know and i i think no matter what your field is you know you find something that you're passionate about that you love and you continue to pursue it with excellence and curiosity and continue to mine your gifts then um you'll have longevity in the way that um you know some of the people that i've worked with have and that's one of the things i've seen you know i've worked with some incredible actors in my lifetime of 
worked with, you know, James Earl Jones and Leslie Uggams and Diane Carroll and and uh, mm. Loretta Devine and Lynn Whitfield and you know now what I've seen in these in these incredible pioneers is just you know a, an ability to keep growing and to keep learning and a curiosity and a kindness. I mean, you know, just gratitude. You know, um, being people being like great that personality. Yeah, people like the kindness. Also, just um, not kissing someone in the butt, but just having a sense of, of being humble. I think is important, yeah. and then I think that allows you. Um, people are like to work with you, and then you'll get more calls. Whereas if you're arrogant yeah. or you're angry, um, you know, and they they you deserve such and such. Well, you know what, honey? There's a million other people in the world that they can get. So um, well, I just you know, think, just, unfortunately, I think I think that kind of behavior is just like a, a tell. You know, it's like a poker tell of that is about major insecurity, and it's not necessary. I mean, you, the the greats are are often very humble and very unassuming and um, and very kind. And it's not, you know, that whole, like, I think it's a misnomer to think that in order to be perceived as great, I have to be a diva. Mm, no, mm. not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. No, no not I at think, all. Not think, at all. you know, one of the greatest, um, you know, actresses of our time and probably maybe we'll, we'll go down in, in history is Meryl Streep. And, and she's very much a mom and a wife and kind of a regular woman um, in her everyday life, you know, it's really in her job that she is magnificent and and bigger than life. But you know, right. seeing her in in everyday life, she she looks pretty normal. She behaves like <laughs> a, you know, pretty normal woman, so. regular person. No. Well, mm-hmm. Essence, um, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Um, I wish you much luck with this uh, movie on Up TV coming on Sunday thank night, you. September twenty first. Yes. 7 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow. 6 p.m. Um, Pacific, tomorrow night. Check it out. It's uh, S.N. Atkins, Lynn Whitfield, Jasmine Guy, a lot of wonderful other actors. Support this wonderful um, film on Up TV. Uh, support the people, so to speak, who are doing great work. Really, really some nice, warm, uh, tight scenes. I mean, people, when you're in a tight scene with another actor and then it's being filmed, mm-hmm. it can't be fake. You're going to see that. No. And there's a lot of great tight scenes. The camera's really close, you know, up to the face, you know, above the above the waist. You can't fake the emotion. These are some great actors. You'll love the film. Check it out, my other mother. Thank, Thank you, you so Joy. much, Esther. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. All right, talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Just got off the phone with Essence Atkins. She's in the film. My Other Mother on Up TV. Again, it's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Check her out. Uh, she's also on Twitter, Essence Says. Um, she also has a Facebook page. You can check her out there. I'm on Twitter, at Joy Keys, and I'm also on Facebook. Check out Saturday Morning for Joy Keys. And I'm on Instagram. Check me out. Some cool pictures on Instagram. It's Saturdays with Joy Keys. I thank you so much for your support. I hope you have a great Saturday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Ellie the Mammoth, and my friend said the sloth knows what being a great parent is all about. I love kids. It starts with believing you can do it. I'm responsible, loving, nurturing. You've got to set a good example. Hey, no biting. Uh-uh. And give a whole lot of love. I love you so much. And you'll get a whole lot back, too. <laughs> the rest? Well, that's up to you. Remember, you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.